Welcome to Running Dialogue, the podcast where we talk about all things running. Whether you're a lifetime runner or new to the sport, we invite you to listen and contribute to our Running Dialogue. Welcome to another episode of Running Dialogue. I'm your host, Joe DeMombro, Director of Races and Training here at the Crim and Flint. And today I'm joined by someone who works on a team that I personally love and, and a place that I've visited many times and uh, have always walked away very satisfied, uh, Jasmine from The Laundry. Jasmine, thanks you so much for being on Running Dialogue. Thanks for having me. It's uh, really fun to, I've never done a podcast before, so this is fun. This is great. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I listened to a bunch of them, so it's been fun to kind of play out, uh, uh, you know, a daydream of mine of being my own host of a show. So it's, it's certainly been fun. I'm glad that you're glad that you're on. Um, so Jasmine is the social media marketing manager at the laundry, which is a restaurant and an experience, I would say, uh, located right in downtown historic Fenton, Michigan. Um, Jasmine, uh, would love to get a little bit of background and on you um if you're from the area you know how long you've been at the laundry um you know what some of the work that you that you do part of that team so i have actually been with the laundry for 13 years started as a hostess back in the day when i was quite young (laughs) um and worked my way up i've done almost every job in the restaurant except for dishes and cooking (laughs) (laughs) so i've been here for a really long time kind of been through like a lot of um like metamorphosis of the restaurant which has been really great with like different um different renovations and things like that that have happened and so many different menu changes which is always fun it's the reason i've been here for so long i think because there's everything's always changing which is always wonderful <laughs> um but yeah so now i kind of landed in this role post pandemic of just doing the marketing i used to do it part-time and now i'm doing it full-time and it's been really great i like that i get to like focus on i already liked focusing on the food but now i get to focus on like what it looks like on the internet <laughs> which is really great and it looks good in person it looks good on the internet you guys do a good job at making that digital translation so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I'd love to hear a little bit about the history of the laundry. I mean, my like my first memories, I was I was in middle school cross country and we'd have a coach that would give us a little uh, like every now and then we get a treat of being able to run from the middle school to downtown and go into sweet variations to get like 50 cent candies. But the laundry uh, was like our saving grace on that run because they would be so gracious and let us come in and drink some water because <laughs> it was really hot. And back then that was when it was like just the sandwich shop and like, I mean, the most amazing sandwiches um, I've had. Um, but yeah, I know that that history, there's been a lot of growth and changes and, you know, the laundry's come a long way to be what it is now um, compared to what it opened as. And would love to hear a little bit of the history of, of, the, of the restaurant. So the restaurant itself, the original building, um, there actually is a picture right outside my office door over there. Um, there is, um, it used to be a laundromat, which is why we are called the laundry. <laughs> um, so it was a um, Queenie's, I think is what the name was of it was, if I'm remembering correctly. And um, Mark and his father, Bob, bought the property itself back in 1997. And that's when the first like renovation started. And it was that little sandwich shop that you visited in high school. Um, back then, it was really the only amount of room that we had was for just basically people coming into like grab a sandwich and then like 
either sit at the very few tables that were outside, or I think they had a couple of stand-up tables, if I am remembering correctly, with just the sandwiches all written on chalkboards on the wall, which we still have some of those chalkboards hanging out around in, in the basement of this building. I'm in the building next door, mm-hmm. which is where our event space is, and my office is upstairs above the event space. But that's that's where it kind of started. And then from there, um, they did that for quite a few years and then decided to do the the first big renovation that we did here, which was adding what we like to call the new side onto the restaurant, which is where the bar is located and um, those big swinging double doors to get you into the back of the house. Um, so when we transitioned to that, that's around the time that Mark um, really dove into getting like a liquor license for us and making us more of a full functioning restaurant mm-hmm. and um, which actually had its own challenges because he had a really hard time finding a wine and a beer rep that would sell him European beer because that's really kind of like the vein he wanted to go into because he had just recently come back from a stay in France and he really loved the, the quality and how everything wasn't super fast casual there and that food was made really, really well. And so that's really where he was kind of coming from. And he had had a few libations while he was out there that he was like, there's all of this good stuff. And why are we just having like Franzia and Bud Light? (laughs) (laughs) It was really popular in the area at the time, which totally made sense. Back then, Fenton, all we really had was like an Applebee's, a Ruby, and a Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. That's all it was in town, and they were both up on the industrial parkway. So it wasn't even like the cute little downtown was very historic, but there wasn't a lot going on right down there. Mm-hmm. So he uh, fought with a, a couple of wine reps trying to get some really great um, beer and wine for here. And then that's when I don't know if um, you remember John Foley, who worked here. He now mm-hmm. it was the Speakeasy, which he co owns with Mark and Mike. But he launched a whole cocktail program over here after Mark had kind of solidified his beers and wines. He launched the entire cocktail program over here and made it what it is today, which is massive. Yeah, a, a book of very, very good cocktails. <laughs> I make jokes about the, because we have like a full recipe book that's like every recipe that our bartenders have ever come up with. And it's like this giant ring, <laughs> ring binder with like laminated pages on the inside to keep them all safe from the water behind the bar. But he did that for us, which was really awesome. And he was with us up until, oh gosh, do they turn? I think they turned five this year for leaving mm-hmm. resource down the street. Um, but yeah, he, he still pops in every once in a while. But so that's kind of like where the bones came from as far as the restaurant was. And um, from there, that's when they kind of like tapped on doing breakfast and dinner and not just doing the whole the sandwich scene, which we still had 70 sandwiches. So it's not like that really went away at the time. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of solidified being in the community as all of these different services, which unfortunately we can't pr- provide every single one of right now because of some some issues that we've been having staffing wise, basically, but um, it's been it's been a real crazy roller coaster. I will say that. And so now we're settled into we do brunch on the weekends right now, um, and then we're also doing lunch during the week and then dinner every day that we're open. Got it. With a really nice diverse menu. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. Like the the menu is one. It's not one of those. I mean, you talk about some chains or things like that, but you know the menu stays pretty solid and it's always the same things you can always get certain things at places this menu changes often um and it reflects you know what's going to be freshest in that season that's you know just a testament to the the quality over the um you know having a grab and go where it's you know thought hasn't been put into what you're actually going to be eating and i think that's in a lot of ways that's kind of 
been kind of the beacon or the light for other similar minded businesses to start heading towards downtown Fenton. I mean, I, I grew up in Fenton, so I've seen the transformation of, of the downtown area and to have multiple restaurants, you know, before, I don't know, I mean, Fenton house has been there for like ever, I feel like, but I think as far as built around Fenton house, I think it was Fenton yeah. house <laughs> around it. <laughs> that sounds about right. But, but places like garlic cream cheese dip, just chugging along. <laughs> And I do love their breadsticks. I always will. But um, <laughs> yeah, but the laundry really is like just the the foundation to make Fenton really a destination for people that are looking for like it, you know a great experience going out to eat. I mean, the food, the recipes, the atmosphere, the the, the people that are on that team and working there, everything just makes it feel like it's it's a really good experience. If if I'm ever going out for like a good dinner, I know that the laundry is the place where I know what I'm, I know what to expect and what I expect is a really, really great experience. So that, I, that consistency has been awesome. I'm glad that you feel that way. And I love to love to hear it. Cause we like to humbly believe that we can, that we always get it right. <laughs> but um, I'm glad to hear that for you, it has always been right. <laughs> <laughs> So in addition to all the success and the growth of the restaurant, you talked about, you know, expanding into the new side of things with the event space, you know, you've the, the laundry and, and the people that are on that team, they've been a really big part of the community. You know, you guys are often helping out, um, you know, whether it's charitable or, or in-kind donations or supporting things like arts and community. And would, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how that has been um, just a staple for how, how the laundry operates in its community where you're, you, you, you like to give back to people. We do indeed. We love, love giving back. That's actually something I work with Mike a lot on um, donations for different things. Um, over the course of the um, shutdown where we were just doing takeout, I think it was February, if I'm remembering correctly, we were doing a um, once a month We Care Wednesdays. And it started with, we were doing donations to St. Jude's, which is the local church just around the corner who help thousands of people every month with um, food assistance. They actually do a big like um, can, like kind of kind of like a can drive, but it's like any kind of shelf stable good. And they make these big boxes for families. They're amazing. And they do everything with those funds that they have in this one um, community fund that they have. They've done everything from like helping somebody who had like their car broken into get their window fixed. They're just like amazing people over there. So we were taking every Wednesday and we were for every online order that would come in, we were donating a portion of that to them to help them along with those efforts because they're just so great. We also um, do things like support the, the actually Flint's Children's Museum. Just recently, I sent out a donation to them for their um, event that they have coming up in August. We also have just recently done, there's this really great little group that want to do a Shakespeare festival in the park just behind our community center over here. And so we gave them a, a, a bit of money to work with trying to get that set up. I think it was that we we sponsored an actor, as I believe what it was, to get them coming in. And they're going to be doing much ado about nothing, but they're going to do it in 1950s style. Cool. With like a cool little riff off of that, which yeah. is like really fun. And we're really excited about that. That won't be until like we 
September or October is when they'll be starting to get that like pulled off, but they're going to have out art vendors come downtown and be set up before and after the event. They have um, live music happening before and after the event. I mean, the list of all the things they were going to be doing that day was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> astronomical, but it sounds like it's going to be something that'd be really, really cool for our downtown because we, the Fenton Village players are downtown, absolutely, but we've never done anything outside like that. So I think that's a really like interesting and fun concept. For sure. And I know that there's been a good relationship with uh, the Bastille Day race that happens right in, in Fenton. I know Mark has been <laughs> integral with that race. Mark is the reason that that, that race exists. Yeah. I think he is, if I'm not if I'm not incorrect. But um, yeah, we definitely, um, I know that Mark and Mike run it every year. And then uh, we definitely are here for a lot of the help with it. They actually for the pickup for the packets, they were right outside my building because we promised them space to have to to pass yeah. things out. I got that nice lady a penale Norma so that she wouldn't start sitting out there. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've, I've been on the start line, you know, in middle school, high school, and I've heard Mark talking in French. And I'm like, where am I right now? I'm in downtown Fenton and I'm hearing French. <laughs> Him and one of our wine reps, Antoine, are two of the best French speakers I think I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Yeah. Super impressive. Um, yeah. And, and that it's that spirit of, you know, charitable giving, um, you know, being a part of the community where you're, you know, providing an amazing experience, but you're also helping those. Um, that's, that's why there's been such a great, you know, we've been uh, similar souls in between the laundry and the Crim fitness foundation, you know, back in, I think it was 2019, um, we, we partnered and we were able to offer some additional options for our racers post-race where we were offering slices of bread instead. And that went out over really well. And we're continuing that partnership this year um, with with what we have going on this month in August. So we'd love to hear a little bit about, um, you know, what we're going to be partnering up with. I think people may have already seen some social media posts about it, but what's going on with, uh, with the laundry and the creme for the month of August? So for the month of August, because you guys are so awesome and do so much for the community, we figured that we'd take a percentage of our food sales and donate those throughout the month. And then we also, I made a nice little little table tent that's sitting out. And also I have my servers talking about it where we're doing a, um, if, if a customer would like to add an extra additional dollar onto their bill, which for most people, that's almost nothing. You might not even notice it, <laughs> but, but it adds up so much at the end of the month, like even like roundup campaigns and stuff like that. They just add up so much to additionally put into that with all of the info on that table tent about all of the stuff that you guys do. Cause I feel like there are so many people that just don't realize all they're like, it's a race, but there's just so much more that you guys do every day in the community. Yeah. And we, we absolutely appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's something that we have to practice doing over me. I'm the race director. So I, I, I live in the race and I talk most yes. about that, but <laughs> when I go to other like industry conferences for other road races and I'm able to talk about all the different departments that we have here and the work we're doing in community education and um, advocacy for, you know, providing safe routes to school or providing, you know, we're telling people to get active, but we're out. We also have a team that makes sure people are able to get active in their neighborhood right. where it's advocating for, you know, slower uh so slower speeds for people driving or fixing sidewalks things like that um to our mindfulness department that's really focusing on the mental health side of things it's always it's always a point of pride when i get to talk about all the stuff that crim does with especially with other races where they where they're kind of taken aback and wow like some races you know they they put on their race and they're giving towards a separate charity we're able to give to other causes but we're also able to fund all that programming that happens all year round beyond the road race so um every little bit of support help and this is this has been a campaign that 
we're super excited about. And I know a number of people on our staff just love going to the laundry personally. So it's kind of like getting to mix work and play where like, oh, I, don't, I already didn't need an incentive to go to the, the laundry for dinner. But now with this, it's even more incentive to go and, and check out what you guys have going on. <laughs> Yeah, and we're really excited about it too. I feel like every time I talk to someone about the partnership, that once I get into like all of the different things that also happen, they're like, and it what? And they what? <laughs> and they're just always so impressed. Like you just watch it go across their faces. They're like, I thought it was just, but it's so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is a lot, but you know, as you, as I'm sure you know, the laundry is seen. It's it, it takes a lot of different people doing a lot of different work to really help support your community and be there for them. So um, we're happy to do it, and we're happy to have you know friends and partners like the laundry to, to support that work. So um, I have a question for you. I don't know if you'll be able to answer it or not, but if you had to pick a favorite sandwich, what would your favorite sandwich be? Oh, see, that's that's really easy for me. It's the Mumford's Quest. Okay. Three meatballs all the way. I'm here for it. I eat vegetarian most of my life, but that 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 sandwich is really it's it's too good to not do it. So it's meatballs, marinara, pesto with melty, I believe provolone cheese, if I'm not mistaken, banana peppers, and onions on French bread. It's so good. It's nice. so good. It's maybe because I knew the the man the sandwich is named after in high school. I think I was a freshman when he was a senior, but he used to always love getting the Kenny Witzkel. <laughs> oh, yes, he's, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a little while. I usually see him at least once a month. I haven't seen him in a bit. I think yeah. he might be in the town right now. <laughs> That's one of the OG sandwiches, I feel like. That one's been on the menu for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, and do you know how it was made? He was just a regular. He was just no. a regular that came in and ordered that exact same sandwich so many times that Mark was finally like, it's good. Put it on the menu. <laughs> Do it. That is good. Yeah. I would have to say my favorite now is the Fuif. I don't know what number that one is, but that pastrami is so good. Yeah, it's really going to get that navel pastrami, which like, mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many people in this world that are like, oh, it's fatty, but it's like the best fat. It is. It is. And the, 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 amount, just the amount of pepperiness that there is on it too. It's amazing. So, it's so um, what are some of the other things? I know you guys, we talked about it a little bit. There's always something seasonal. You guys always have a, that rotating menu to make sure it's like the freshest ingredients and things. What's going on in August? What can people look, what are some of the things people could look for? forward to um entree wise and drink wise i know there's always a great uh drink special too oh yes the cocktail of the month this month is it's 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 an old one we've been bringing it back yearly usually around this like hot time of year but it's so delicious it's called the watermelon man named after herbie hancock's song um, <laughs> but it is you put fresh watermelon into a shaker tin muddle the heck out of it to get all that delicious juice out little bit of Koki Americano, little yellow chartreuse with some citrus juice and gin. Shake the heck out of it and strain it. And it is such a refreshing cocktail for this mm -hmm. time of year. And then our salad of the month this month also has grilled watermelon on it since it's in a good height for that melon season. And it's mm -hmm. very, very good. It has a charred honey and lime vinaigrette with it with some arugula and frisee to kind of keep the textures interesting with some peppers and onions and cucumbers. And there's uh, also going to be some feta cheese in there as well. It's really good. Nice. That sounds awesome. Um, some of the other special things I feel like that make that make you guys stand out are, are some of these partnerships and, and, and ways that where you're able to make the journey and see kind of the full circle of where the food started versus or where the drink started versus, you know, it being served at your restaurant. You know, whether it's the trips to Buffalo Trace and watching the process of the bourbon being made or, you know, growing so many of the things that you serve eventually at the restaurant. I know that's been that's been some growth that's, you know, 
that, that we that you've been able to see. You know, as you're walking around the building, you see some of the plants that are growing. Um, would love to hear a little bit about that and what what you know how that came to be and and how that's been working out. That garden is is definitely Mark Hamill's baby. He's the one that makes that thing happen every year. And he's amazing. He's one of the best gardeners I've ever met in my entire life, honestly. Those tomato plants are like prehistoric size. Like they're so big. But he maintains the um, garden here. And then he also does the one over at El Topo. I actually just went down to El Topo the other day to harvest some sage for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he started those as just a couple small beds. And then he just recently, I mean, recently to me, so that was a few years ago, mm-hmm. but he built those beds that are back there. Yeah. And so we've been doing tomatoes. He usually does, um, I believe this year he only did jalapenos, but some years he does Thai chilies as well, depending on what's on the menu. And then we also have so much oregano, so much oregano out there, a bunch of really gorgeous basil. And we also have um, two pots of mint. He keeps those in pots because mint will just take over. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a weed for a reason, but it's very delicious and we need it for our cocktails. So we keep that in little up top planters. Um, and then he also did some cosmos, which are a flower, some zinnias and some dahlias so that we can put those out on our tables, which has mm-hmm. been really great. Um, and it's really nice to have like that feeling in the back that it's because, of course, we're not it's every caprese is not one of our tomatoes because that there's too many made a day. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, for sure. Sometimes it can be. <laughs> Because yeah. we had more space, we would definitely grow more. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's, you know, whether it's the, you know, trying to find the right vendor that's going to bring the European beer or it's, you know, like having the name of where the, you know, the breakfast sausage is coming from. You guys take, you know, take it really serious where your ingredients are coming from. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, in addition to the amazing talent that's in the kitchen, but it's one of the reasons why that all the, all the, all the food and the drink tastes, you know, how, as good as it does at the laundry. As far as you say purveyors go, I will give a big shout out to Janae Sharard from GFS, who helps get us all of our specialty stuff through them. And then also Lametta, who's our really, really awesome produce purveyor. We also work with Hal Kern's Steak and Seafood, and they are so awesome about finding us, especially like interesting fish. Because if we're going to have fish on the menu, we kind of want it to be a little more interesting than maybe like what you're going to find averagely everywhere else, which also sometimes helps keep help keep costs down because mm-hmm. not everybody is using it. It's like we have Dorade on the menu right now. It's a nice little crispy skin filet that we do in a, with a like brown butter and mushroom sauce. Ooh. And Dorade is this like really tasty fish that like not a whole lot of people know about. It's got a really nice mild but meaty, um, like steaky kind of quality. But then you get that awesome skin side that gets the nice crispiness to it. And they're so cool about finding stuff like that for us. And then we also work with, if you ever see locally, like, and on any of my posts, I try to call them out as many times as I can, but we work with McDowell Family Farms in Byron, and they are just, they have some of the most awesome pork and beef that I have ever consumed in my life. Um, he makes all the chorizo for El Topo, too. Oh, nice. Really awesome chorizo that's on the beef nachos and everything. Mm-hmm. So good. And on their monthly special this month, they got a little chorizo salad. Nice. Yeah, I think I just, was it a week or two ago? Had uh the fish tacos and then i think i had more than half of my wife's uh crispy chicken burrito <laughs> because it was so it's, like, it's big yeah it's it's big. it's crazy <laughs> well great well jasmine thank you so much for being on running dialogue and, and for the support this month you know if, if you're in the area even if you're not in the area make the trip to the laundry i highly recommend it um 
it's where, you know, I've, I've gone there for any major celebration I've had in my own life. It's just a special place. So it's always one that's going to be near and dear to my heart. But it is honestly a shining gem and one of the best restaurants, you know, certainly in Genesee County. I would argue that it's one of the best restaurants in the state of Michigan. So um, make sure you check it out. It's our, our local you know, great spot to go. And if you go this month, you're able to, you know, help support the crim and all the work we do. Um, But again, you should go 12 months of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to agree with Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again for being on Running Dialogue. Um, Where can people go to find out more information about the laundry, you know, social medias, uh, websites, things like that? So we have a website, which is going to be lunchandbeyond.com. And that's going to have all of our different menus. It's attached to our Instagram if you'd like to follow us on there. And then we do also, we're also connected on Facebook. So everything's just the laundry for Instagram. It's got an underscore between the and laundry, but everything else is just, just search the laundry. (laughs) All right. Taking us to lunch and beyond. Thank you again, Jasmine. We'll see you soon. Thank you. You have a wonderful day.